Church Good Day to you. It is June 23rd, 2020. And today we pick up with a theme that is a non-theme. It's the upside down, the drunk drawer, the um, brambled mess that feels like our interior lives some three and a half months into quarantine. And we're here in this little daily podcast to center our hearts, our minds, to stir our affections for Jesus, knowing that he is with us, that he desires to move through us. And so here's just the little lay of the land. I'm just going to open with a little um, prayer to just kind of make space in our hearts. So if you have it within your capacity right now, um, take a seat, uncross your feet, Assume a, a posture of prayer. Maybe uh, that is not the appropriate posture of prayer for you. You, you um, prefer to be on your knees before God. That's a beautiful posture of prayer for me. My hands in front of me is always a, an active thing with my palms up of just this posture of receiving. So I just invite you into that. I'm going to just say a quick word of prayer and then um, walk through a little bit of the junk drawer of my own heart, the things that have been coming and um, ask that you hold space in your own because perhaps as I share this story, it will help you come to Jesus. And then we'll just close our time and be silent. So Father, we give pause. We come before you and we ask that in these next moments you open up the minds that you have given us, that you open up the eyes of our hearts, that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened, as Paul says. And here, at whatever point of the day we find ourselves, we just cast our scattered senses upon you and ask that you restore our souls. Amen. This past week, specifically this past Sunday, we, as a community here in, in Des Moines, we worked through this odd teaching text that I just described as a, as a roller coaster. It starts and finishes in ways that we can, we can deal with, but the middle just turns us upside down. And in the midst of, of that middle section and one of these wild loops, it exposed something in me. It's something that the sociologists would call the project self, which is essentially that society exists for me to magnify who I am through it. Whoever I identify to be, whatever uh, the choice desires of my heart are, society is there as a tool to help me step into those things, to be more fully who I am. You might see it in, in little statements that are kind of cliche now, like you do you, um, be true to yourself. This is project self. And what was exposed in me was Herod Agrippa's need for approval. Because of the oaths, he had made and the people who were present with him, these high officials, he couldn't stand up for the life of a man. And so the cost of a righteous life 
was the image management of another. And that just struck me deeply. Like how much time do I spend managing an image, projecting a persona out into the world, be it through social media or podcasts like this? My goodness, there's probably be countless moments if I were to go back and listen to every podcast of going, oh my gosh, I wanted everyone who's listening to think well of me there. Or, oh, there's Ronald Rollheiser again. Yes, know that I'm, I'm willing to engage in that space or uh, just virtue signaling, all of these things. And what was exposed was God's gift is that there is, there's something, a desire beneath that. It's like a desire for being valued. And that's, that's scary to entrust our value to God. Because if I'm, if I'm responsible to manage my image, then I, I know where the buck stops. But if my image is something given to me, then I'm responsible to receive it, to steward it, to um, partner with God in cultivating it. <laughs> but that takes trust. That's a scary place to be. It's a scary place to trust God with ourselves. And I think that at this point in global pandemic slash racial unrest, <laughs> ourselves have been exposed. That when we turn to the platforms that we normally use to promote ourselves, we feel backlash all of a sudden. We just cancel them. The cancel culture on social media is, is not the way of Jesus. What happens in this self-management project, self-image conscious space is an echo chamber is built. We listen to those who will approve the image that we want to project into the world and who magnify our present version of ourself. And yet to trust God immediately submits oneself to challenge because it's the recognition of our brokenness. It's the recognition of how sin sick we are. It's the recognition that racism is not just out there, but I have racial biases and prejudices and, and even racism inside of me. And to name those things, to, to lament, to cry over those things, and then to stand in the strength of God, even though we're weak, oh my goodness, like, that just sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> and yesterday we talked about being with God, that Jesus receives us as kind of a pushing back against the doing, but that doesn't mean we don't do. See, Jesus receives us unto himself so that we might actually see what it is to be human. And when we behold the humanity of Jesus, the beauty of Jesus, we see one who gives himself away in love for his enemies. He, he's being hung on a Roman ex execution rack, like the worst form of execution, where you die by asphyxiation. And he's praying 
for these people. That sounds like a lot of work. And so two things I think are needed in this moment. One is relinquishing the illusion of control. And two, to be with Jesus. <laughs> we cannot do for Jesus if we've not been for Jesus. And and even that statement, doing for Jesus, is a bit of a misnomer. It doesn't quite get to the substance of it. We can't participate with the Spirit of Christ in us if we've not been with him. And to be with Jesus is to reckon with our sin. But more than that, it's to be with the one who reckons with our sin. Because he paid it all. He did it. So that we may rest in his presence and finally see ourselves for who we truly are. And so... I bring before you just a prayer of relinquishment and then space, space for you to do the same, to name the thing, to call it for what it is. If it is sin, then name it as such and lay it at the feet of Jesus and then sit with him in it. We'll hold that space just with a track for about a minute or so. And if you have the time, stay there. Stay in that moment so that you might hear from Jesus. He is speaking, church. Let us listen. Let us yield. And so now, Jesus, we open our hands, both physically and metaphorically, to receive from you. But as we open them, we realize we've been clutching at control, control in our sexuality, control in our finances, control intra and interpersonally. We've been just f clinging to it like it is our God, our functional savior. And so we loose our grip and we ask that you build our faith to trust us, to trust that you are bigger than us. <laughs> so we give ourselves over to you, God.